When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a 415 You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? Back again, the 415ers podcast live three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Odyssey Podcast Network in cooperation with 95.7 The Game. I am Evan Giddings. That is Mark Grandy. Download, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you don't give us five stars, Mark will come to your house and make you give us five stars. Eh. Mark, what's up, dude? How's it going, Evan? Happy to be with you guys once again. Yeah, we're we're hanging out and uh, getting ready for the weekend, a big weekend for the 49ers as Jimmy Garoppolo is back in the saddle. We thought the Jimmy G era was over. It has been rekindled to some extent, of course, with the loss of Trey Lance, a broken ankle. He had mon- uh, surgery on Monday for that ankle. Despite some swirling reports going around earlier this week, Kyle Shanahan confirmed This week that Trey Lance will be done for the entirety of the season, expecting a return at the beginning of 2023. But it is officially back on again for Jimmy Garoppolo. He will be under center this weekend on Sunday night at Mile High against the Denver Broncos. First things first, Mark, does that make you feel, I don't know, maybe a little more comfortable? Comfortable? like As a Niner fan with Jimmy Garoppolo as my quarterback, um, I'm definitely... I, th- I think I, I have a better idea of what to expect going into the game. Um, I know Niner fans, and I, and I think myself included, were going into the season with kind of a, a new sense of energy and, and just generally speaking excitement for the season because of the unknown with Trey Lance. Um, but as, as, as we've talked about, I think specifically last episode, Evan, how this kind of changes expectations it changes the range of outcomes based on who is playing quarterback um you're you're more confident that your team isn't going to get blown out any single game or isn't going to lose to a really bad team but you're less confident that this team is going to have some you know high points that were possible maybe with Trey Lance as the quarterback so uh, I would say less excited less um I don't know, eager to see what this team looks like only because I feel like I have a pretty good idea because they've looked this way for three, four or five years now. Yeah, no, I think that's a good way to put it. There's less excitement in the air for Niners fans, uh, but there's the feeling of familiarity, which, of course, is where we want to start this episode with on the 415ers podcast. Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he is he is back to being QB1 for the 49ers. And I think something that, you know, we were kind of tossing around before the episode was just this idea of like how many quarterbacks could be in the situation that Jimmy is and not number one, make a fuss about it. Number two, be able to step right in and do what he did against Seattle. Granted, it's not a great Seahawks team, but he comes right off the bench, rips five passes, completes them all. He ends up, you know, 
having an all right game. I believe the quarterback rating was just a tick above 100. So he had a, a solid outing in his first game back, not expecting, of course, to start. But I mean, my first takeaway is like my respect is through the roof for Jimmy Garoppolo. No matter how you feel about him as a quarterback, I feel like you have to at minimum respect the person being able to sort of put his pride aside for the betterment of the team and probably for the betterment of his career, considering he now has a chance to showcase himself coming off an injury and set himself up pretty nicely for free agency next offseason and forever, whoever is going to be a suitor for him, because if he plays pretty well with the 49ers and gets them back to where they were last year, which was the conference championship, my guess is there are going to be a lot of teams lined up to try and get his services. Yeah, and we, we talked last episode about how this whole offseason has happened and, and whether you know Kyle Shanahan deserves credit for Jimmy Garoppolo still being on the roster. I, I think he does deserve some credit, but also you have to mostly credit the way that Jimmy Garoppolo has has handled this thing. And I think you're right. Jimmy Garoppolo is perhaps the only quarterback in NFL history, at least the only quarterback in NFL history that has appeared and started a Super Bowl with the team that, you know, this whole thing is happening uh, for and still be willing to return to this team. Now, maybe part of it, and I think a large part of it is because of the lack of suitors that he had elsewhere, but reading the tea leaves and, and, and looking through all the reports as they come out now after the fact, it seems like there were quite a few teams that had interest in Jimmy Garoppolo. It looked like he was about to be a Washington commander, Obviously, the Cleveland Browns were interested. Uh, a number of other teams, the Seattle Seahawks, they're, they're, I'm sure there were others as well. I mean, general manager John Lynch has, has said multiple times publicly he thought a deal was about to be done, and that was way back around the combine and and before the draft. Um, so the fact that this didn't happen, that Jimmy Garoppolo is still a 49er, and he handled it without a single word, a, a single bad word towards the 49ers, a single bad word towards Kyle Shanahan, didn't go up to John Lynch and demand his release. Like, I've done so much for this franchise. Just let me go. You you owe me that at the very least. The fact that he didn't do that, I mean, you put the football player aside, Jimmy Garoppolo is clearly one of the most level-headed, uh, you know, emotionally intelligent quarterbacks I think that this league has ever seen and you know Kyle Shanahan was asked about this earlier this week like what about Jimmy Garoppolo made him okay with all of this like wouldn't he have some sort of desire to play elsewhere or to demand that he should still start here for the 49ers and Shanahan was just like well that's just who Jimmy is he's always been that way and it's why we love him so much um I think as the years go on, and maybe this is his last year in San Francisco, I think that's certainly the most likely scenario. Uh, I think when he does leave, and no matter what the future holds, I think 49er fans will begin to respect and appreciate him more, not necessarily for what he does on the football field. That's, as we've talked about, is you know kind of a, a more up-and-down terrain. But just the person that he is, I think, deserves... Um, a lot more respect than than maybe he currently gets. Yeah, and look, if if he hadn't gotten the surgery when he did, he might be a Washington commander right now. And that was 
reported by ESPN's Nick Wagner, kind of the whole timeline going on in the offseason. And as soon as they found out that he did get surgery, they went in another direction. Obviously, Carson Wentz is currently their quarterback in Washington. Uh, so the Niners, in a way, certainly lucked out. Jimmy, in a way, kind of lucked out by by choosing to get that surgery later because now I think he's probably in the best position for himself. If he was in Washington right now, looking at you know a subpar season, entering free agency, uh, you're going up against a guy like, you know, Lamar Jackson is going to be a free agent in all likelihood. There's other quarterbacks on the market. So he might not be in a better position, monetarily speaking, uh, to demand more money. So I do think there, there's something there for Jimmy as far as choosing to come back. But I, I do wonder how people feel about Jimmy G now, because there seemed to be a big split last year of, okay, you're either a Jimmy G person or, not, not that you're a, you know, a Kyle person, but it's just you, you believe that Jimmy is, you know, a limited quarterback and the 49ers demand more credit than the actual guy under center for getting to, you know, a conference championship, a Super Bowl. But, but I do wonder if people are going to be rooting for Garoppolo more, not only just because they have to, because Trey Lance is no longer in the picture and you obviously don't want to go to Brock Purdy as your third, now second string quarterback. What about Kurt Bankert? Kurt Bankert, yep, was signed to, I believe, the practice squad earlier this week. Former Packers, former Falcons quarterback. Virginia Um, legend, Kurt Bankert. So they say, Mark. So they say. (laughs) (laughs) But but I do wonder, because of how how Jimmy G has conducted himself, if he's going to have more fans on his side this year. If he's going to have more people. Obviously, we saw the the kind of... uh, you know, jubilation that the offensive line, that the entire offense was uh, featuring on Sunday in Seattle when Jimmy G took it into the end zone on his rushing touchdown. Like, there seems to be a lot more of that feeling now than there was last year. And I don't think it's just because fans are now forced to root for Garoppolo, essentially. Yeah, I, I think people are realizing, 49er fans specifically realizing that with this injury to Trey Lance, if Jimmy Garoppolo didn't feel good enough about the organization for whatever reason, didn't want to come back that they would be playing, uh, you know, Brock Purdy, or maybe if the situation was different, Nate Sudfeld, whoever, whoever it might've been Sudfeld, of course, now uh, one of the lions backup quarterbacks. But, um, and at that point, if, if that was the case, then the season effectively is over. I mean, Nothing against those guys, but you're just not competing with teams in this division, in this conference uh, with those guys. Then you would be with Jimmy Garoppolo. So, yeah, it, I think it'd there's be another 2020, right? For, yeah, of course. And and you'd be, you know, maybe there'd be Niner fans at that point rooting for more losses. You get another top pick that turns into a Nick Bosa like player. And that is what catapults you back up into to Super Bowl relevancy. Um, but with Jimmy Garoppolo here, that's. That's not an option. Now the 49ers realize, and this is also something we, we we touched on last episode, that perhaps now they have a better chance to win, uh, you know, go deep in the playoffs and, and potentially compete for a Super Bowl this year. And, and that's thanks to Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, his mindset, his willingness to come back, which really seemed unlikely. Um, I mean, you mentioned that article on ESPN earlier this week by Nick Wagoner and, and Tim Kewen and, um, you know, they wrote wrote how Jimmy Garoppolo and his camp uh, deciding to undergo surgery, quote, created some friction between Garoppolo and the team. 
uh, with the source close to Garoppolo suggesting the team understandably saw surgery as a move that would reduce or even destroy the Niners' hopes of trading him before the draft. So there was a little bit of friction there, and you think just, you know, the, the the optics of the Niners trading up to, to get a first round quarterback third overall. And then you add in kind of the friction of the timing to decide to get surgery. And you think, all right, well, even if it's mutually beneficial, kind of the awkwardness between these two is not going to allow them to get a deal done. Uh, yet it still got done. And it was clearly up to Jimmy Garoppolo, because Kyle Shanahan, based on on this report that I just uh, quoted from, uh, Kyle Shanahan was more so like, why would Jimmy want to come back here? Like he he took some it took some convincing uh, from John Lynch of Kyle Shanahan, and then of course Jimmy Garoppolo saying like, yeah, if if things don't work out, I'd be open to that. It was clearly like if Jimmy says yes, then we'll do it. It was not the other way around. This was up to Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and I think it surprised Kyle Shanahan. It probably surprised John Lynch, and it surprised a lot of Niner fans that he was willing to do it. And as a result, the Niners, despite losing their starting quarterback, are still one of the favorites in the NFC. Well, and they should be. I mean, we talked about preseason, how the NFC was you know, clearly a weaker conference than the, the AFC. I think that still remains a fact. But it might be even worse than we than we thought. I mean, I'm looking at around the NFL, there's really only two teams that have separated themselves in my eyes, and that's Buffalo and Kansas City. I mean, in the NFC, it's San Francisco is right up there in my mind with L.A., potentially even with Trey Lance at quarterback. They haven't necessarily looked great out of the gates as the defending Super Bowl champs. Tampa Bay has probably been the most impressive to me thus far. Uh, you could obviously throw Green Bay in there. Philadelphia has looked really good. 2-0 starting this season, but the door is is wide open for the Niners. And that is why maybe there's more of, you know, kind of a, a rallying cry behind Jimmy Garoppolo is because the window is absolutely open. I mean, whether or not they can beat whoever comes out of the AFC is a, is a question mark. But once you get to the game, throw the record books out. So they just need to find a way. And we talked about this in the last episode to get into the dance. And I think we both feel better about their chances now than prior but this is absolutely a big game coming up this weekend on sunday night for jimmy garoppolo for the san francisco 49ers because you're looking at a denver team that a lot of people were high on they haven't necessarily looked great but they are one and one to start the season just like san francisco who also technically has not looked that great through their first two games so this is an important matchup and one that i, I don't necessarily know if you can project the rest of the season off of but Beginning the season two and one compared to last year when, you know, this was around the time I know they won their first two games, but then they started to slide a bit under Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, ending three and five at the eight week mark before they began to turn things around. And so this to me is a very important game mark and one that I am looking at to see how the Niners face adversity and how they face a familiar foe and a guy named Russell Wilson. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think that the Russell Wilson story is interesting uh, because the Niners, you know, you, you think that uh, once he's traded from Seattle, you're, you're going to avoid him. You're not going to have to play him anymore. And then lo and behold, week three, uh, you're taking on Russell Wilson as well. Um, but I, again, I think, you know, like we mentioned at the top, uh, I mean, 
Kyle Shanahan now has Jimmy Garoppolo back at the helm. He has a whole week to plan for him. So, I mean, the Niners have, have played teams at this, you know, Bronco level, uh, you know, in the past with Jimmy Garoppolo, and it'll likely be a really competitive game. I know we'll dive into it more in a little bit and probably give out some score predictions, maybe picks against the spread. But, I mean, I, I'm imagining this is going to be similar to games in the past, like Niners-Rams, where it's competitive and it comes down towards the end because despite the fact that the Broncos have struggled this year and they do not look good, I mean, this is still a uh, a really competitive and a really talented team. 